Hello everyone, happy Friday. This is Steph Lee, the founder of Host Agency Reviews, and you have tuned in to the Friday 15. So welcome everybody. I'm so excited to have you here and I'm excited because it's Friday and every Friday makes me excited for the weekend. So before we get started, we do have a sponsor today and this is very exciting because if you're watching on the video, I'm actually going to play the last time I ended up playing the ad via my phone because I didn't know what I was doing. But this time I was professional and uploaded the video. And so let me go ahead and play that out. And a big thank you to Uniglobe Travel Center for their sponsorship of today's episode. When it comes to your business, does it feel like a true reflection of who you are? Your voice, your vision, your plan, your purpose. At Uniglobe, every connection, every win, Every success is authentically yours. Your ambition, your adventure, your focus, your freedom. You bring your why, we'll provide your how. Come see what we're all about at Uniglobe Travel Center. Well, how snazzy was that? Pretty darn snazzy. So, and if you're watching on video, you also know I got this neat like boom arm for the microphone. So I look very, very professional today because I am professional. So let's see what we've got going on. Well, first of all, if you have any questions that you'd like to submit for the Friday 15, we do have a lot of room for questions coming up because we have been going through our bank of questions. Um, so if you have any that you've been wondering about, whatever they're about in the industry, we'll find the answer. You can go to hostagencyreviews.com slash Friday15 to submit your questions. And you can also sign up for e-reminders uh, for the Friday 15. So let's see, um, a couple things. The Travel Agent Forum is coming up March 31st through April 3rd in Las Vegas. And the HAR team, as usual, is late to the game. And we have finally signed up for it. So we will be there. Um, and if you will, you're going to be there, definitely drop us a note. We love to meet up with readers um, and get to know people. So we have a booth there as well. And you can check us out during the trade show. Another thing to mention is that our new Travel Agent Chatter podcast will be out next week. So keep an eye in the podcast feed or the YouTube feed. This is a really great one um, for anyone that's looking to do groups or destination weddings. Uh, it's an advisor that has an amazing, uh, it's actually great for anyone because she has an amazing website that the clients fall in love with her. And so she has a close ratio of 80, I think 85% once she gets people on the phone. So um, last thing is our complete guide to ultimate guide to getting your travel agency set up. So that's a course we launched about a month ago. And I just wanted to let everyone know we have updated the landing page. So it has a little bit more information on the course. Um, there are free lesson previews that you can get a taste for what the learning is like. There are 87 different lessons in there. There's seven hours of content, video content, and there are 48 uh, resources and downloads that are exclusive to the course. So I'm just going to pull up the site really quick, the landing page, and just show you the, um, we have the list of resources there. So if you wanted to take a peek at them, some of them are already on the site, but we have improved them and revamped them for the course. So they're not the same, but a lot of them are unique to the course. So take a look at if you're someone that's struggling with getting your agency started, maybe you've been in the seven day setup, um, but it's just not working for you. So here's a good course review. Um, from someone that said, I followed the seven day setup, but I realized I still had a lot of questions or rather than one, when one question was answered, two more popped up following this course really pushed me over that fence to get started. 
And I really appreciate the access to instructors, Q&A sessions, and the community space. So thank you, Grace, for that wonderful review of the course and congrats on starting up your agency. So let's see, that was all my announcements for today. So let's get into our questions. All right, first one comes on from Anonymous. I have the contract for the host agency that I believe I want to join, and I am doing my due diligence, but I believe I am reading something that resembles a non-disparagement clause. The wording makes me feel uncomfortable that if I posted a bad review when I left and someone didn't join them because of my review, they could come after me. Maybe I'm overthinking this. So non-disparagement clauses. This is something we've seen with just a handful of host agencies within the last maybe five years or so. Um, and so I wasn't exactly sure on non-disparagement clauses since I'm not an attorney. So I reached out to travel industry attorney Mark Pastrant um, and asked him, I sent him over uh, the question. And then I'd also seen something in the news headlines. I'm not sure if anyone else saw this, but there was something about um, employers are no longer able to tie getting severance pay to um, a non-disparagement clause. And I was like, is that, I asked, so I asked Matt, uh, Mark as well, is, is that tie-in, I know they're independent contractors, but does that tie-in at all that these non-disparagement clauses can't be enforced? So this is what he said. He said, non-disparagement clauses in IC contracts are certainly legal and enforceable. Gags on free speech by private companies are legal, which I think is an awesome sentence. But and then he says the NLRB, which is the National Labor Relations Board, which was who uh, I think had brought the suit, the National NLRB case doesn't apply because the severance agreements made the workers waive statutory rights, which ICs don't have in the first place. So a couple things for you, Anonymous. One, I'm really glad you're reading your contract because that is incredibly important when you're starting your agency. Um, the other thing is that we're going to post a link up to our blog on um, travel agent contracts, um, what to look for. So let me just pull it up really quickly. Um, and if you're not watching this, you can find this by uh, going to the search field or part of the site and typing in legend contracts and I'll pull this up. So we give you a sample download in here. We give an overview of um, contracts, things to look for that are going to be red flags and other things that aren't red flags, but you want to make sure are in there, like that there's an actual date on when this ends and um, it's not ongoing forever or that it renews every year. Um, so we also give a link to uh, industry attorneys. So if you do have a question like this, specific travel industry attorneys that know our industry and how it works really well. So things like we don't have in here, um, we have non-compete clauses. We have unclear indefinite terms, which are red flags to avoid, complicated commission structures and ambiguity. So the thing when you're looking for your contract, what I liked about what this person had written in is they were getting kind of a bad feeling about it. And everyone knows that contracts are full of legalese and they're hard to understand, uh, but they should also be clear enough. It shouldn't be like, I don't know if they're, if this is a non-disparagement clause or not. Because what Mark said is actually what she had sent over was not actually a non-disparagement clause, but it sounded like it in a lot of ways. So um, take a look at this. We'll put this in the uh, the show notes so people can take a look at this, this guide to independent contractor contracts for travel agencies. And let me just go ahead and pull this down. Um, Let's see. And then our next question comes in from Misty. 
And Misty says, hi, Steph and our team. First, thank you for everything you do for us, the travel advisors. I truly appreciate your hard work. And you are more than welcome, Missy. This is what we love to do. Um, and yeah, it's fun to be able to actually work in something you're passionate about. So Misty says, I'm currently with a host agency. And while I enjoy being affiliated with them, I'm beginning to wonder if they are the best fit for me. My travel business focuses primarily on group travel to faith-based destinations. There are quite a few host agencies that focus on groups, but I'm having a hard time finding one that supports faith-based destinations and suppliers. So my dilemma is, do I stick with what I have and just make it work, or do I invest the time and expense to move to another host agency? So I've used the handy dandy. I love that she used the word handy dandy. I have used the we're, I've used the new handy dandy filters and I've also searched for religious and faith in the toolbar with no luck. There are a few other host agencies that I'm researching based on their reviews during host week. Just wondering if you have any additional thoughts or wisdom for me to consider. Thank you, Misty. So first of all, if you're not familiar with host week, which was what Misty was talking about, where there's a lot of interviews with uh, host agencies. It's a great resource. Um, there's lots of free education. There's 30 hours of content. So we have host agency interviews, consortia interviews. We have edu spots, which are essentially education sessions, and they're really high quality. So we're going to put a link to that in the playlist for anyone that's interested in that. Um, but going off your question about should you stick with your host agency? So there I don't know of any host agency on our list that specializes in faith-based travel. They will have advisors underneath their umbrella sometimes that specialize in that. But one that that used to, um, but they were acquired by World Via. So Main Street Travel, which was out of Texas, it was run by Terry Denton. They were acquired by World Via, who owns Travel Quest Network, who's a host agency. Um, but he specialized in faith groups for a really long time and um you may want to check out Travel Quest just to see if Terry Denton is still active, or you can connect up with him in LinkedIn and see if he has any suggestions um, since he was really uh, indebted or really well embedded into that field. So that's one thing to think about. Um, the other is with faith based suppliers. So I'm not sure if you're, this just popped into my head when I'm reading this, but uh, I'm based in Minnesota and in Rochester, Minnesota, which is about an hour south of where I am, there's a um, faith-based tour operator called Ed Ventures. We'll put a link to them in the show notes. But in case you're looking for any suppliers, I know that that's what they specialize in. And now they're in their second generation. Uh, so talking about suppliers, though, and a switching of a host agency just for going with someone that that specializes in faith-based. First of all, I don't think there's anyone that solely focuses on that. No one that I know of. And if you are someone, please write in and let us know. But you are going to have access to those exact same suppliers, the faith-based suppliers, no matter which host agency you're at. Like, I think what you're looking for is that community. And like I said, I don't think that there's anyone that specializes in that. So you're not going to find a host agency where most of the people are booking faith-based travel. Um, that said, you should definitely work on building out that network because of your niche. So I'm not sure if you've heard of it, but there's the Faith Travel Association. And it's uh, it's going to be a great resource for you because it's you can belong to it if you're an advisor, a tour operator, pretty much anyone within the, the industry space. And it brings people together. So that way you can meet other advisors that are focused on that niche. You can meet some suppliers that are focused on that niche. Um, and they are owned by the National Tour Association. So 
We'll put a link again in the comments, but don't be fooled when you go on there and be like, what is the NTA? Because it's, they just, um, the Faith Travel Association is a part of them. So hopefully that answers that question. Um, I would say you're probably fine staying. If you like everything about the host agency you're at, besides the fact that there's not other faith-based agencies that you can um, network with, I would say stay there because it's, it's going to be, you're not going to find a host agency that focuses specifically on faith-based travel. All right, let's see. We have another question in from Morgan. So Morgan's question is, I'm a brand new advisor as of this February, and I was super thankful to catch my first host week at the end of January. Yay! It couldn't have been better timing. I am based out of Alberta and have chosen to incorporate feder incorporate federally, and I'm also registered provincially. I'm lucky to have dual citizenship with the states as my mom is from Montana. Therefore, a good portion of my network is from Montana, but also many other states. So my question is, as a Canadian business, can I sell travel to my network in the states from my Canadian business, or do I technically have to have an additional separate LLC in Montana to sell to my American friends and family? So appreciate all you do, and thanks for your help, Morgan. Great question, Morgan. I love these because these get kind of complicated, and to be honest, this isn't an, um, an area that I think a lot of people know about because every state has very different requirements on on what a business needs to do if they're selling to their residents or if they're located within there. So um, I would say there's a couple places I would recommend you checking so that you can get the specific legalities. And the first one would be with ACTA, which is ACTA is the National Trade Association for Canada for travel advisors. Um, and we'll put the link to their website in the comments, but I would reach out to them. Uh, Avery will probably be the one you're speaking to because he does a lot of the regulations and things and he may know about this. But I would say that um, if you're based in Canada and you're registered in Canada, it would be the same as, um, you know, if we're in the United States and we're, we happen to have a friend that lives in France and we do a booking for them. The complications that come from it are more that the suppliers you access might be a little bit different. And for you, it might be different with charging versus American dollars versus Canadian dollars. So those are the complications you're going to run into. But I don't think there's any rule against you selling to people outside the country. And specifically with Montana, it would be ridiculous. So it would be ridiculous if every state had um, businesses register that was selling to any of the people that lived in their state. So I think on a broad basis, we can say that's not normal. But just to be safe, I would have you check in with Montana's Secretary of State, and we will put that in the comments. Um, because you don't have employees, things get different if you have employees or you have an office in the state. So if you end up having an employee in Montana, you're going to have to register. And what you would have to do is not necessarily start up a brand new LLC you would um, register as a foreign entity. At least that's the way it works in the United States if you're a U.S. business. Again, it might be different if you're a Canadian one, but I'm imagining they work with international corporations and you just need to register as a foreign entity. So hopefully that gives you some answers and some resources to follow up on. Um, just a quick thanks to our sponsor again for uh sponsoring this session and making it possible. So thank you, Uniglobe Travel Center. We're going to put a link to their HAR profile for anyone that's interested in the show notes. And then 
coming up, so the next two weeks, well, let's see, one, two, the next three weeks, we actually either have sponsorships, um, so there's not actually a co-host, which is a little bit sad, but um, on the 31st, we do have a co-host again. We'll be kicking off things with Geraldine Ree, who, if you're not familiar with, she is kind of a coach for travel agencies, and we'll put a link to her website um, so you can gather more information, but she's a pro at helping agencies turn around, um, helping with their marketing efforts, their branding. So if you have any questions on marketing and branding, make sure to send those in at hostagencyreviews.com slash Friday15. And um, if you want Geraldine's take on things, make sure to put that in there and we'll save it for her session. Um, and that is it, everybody. So just a reminder that if you like the Friday 15, first of all, um, please go ahead and leave a review if you're listening to the podcast or give it a thumbs up if you are on YouTube and subscribe to our channel. But you can also get email and text message reminders every Friday that will go ahead and tell you what the topics are we're going to be talking about, who the co-hosts are, and then a direct link to where you can watch it. So you can sign up for that at hostagencyreviews.com slash Friday 1-5. And that is all for me, everybody. Have a wonderful weekend. I know I'm going to have fun this weekend. And we will see you next Friday at 12 p.m. Central Time.